Welcome to An Expat's Russia. In this episode, we're going to talk about what it's like to be married to a Russian woman. Welcome to An Expat's Russia, where we dive deep into what Russia has to offer expats. Here are your hosts, Matt and Marcus. Matt is the founder of Expatriant, which helps expats find jobs in Russia. And Marcus founded Let's Russia to make it easy to get a Russian visa. Between the two of them, they have over 15 years of experience in Russia. Is Russia the place for you? Let's find out. So, Marcus, let's kick it off. Um, I know you're married to a Russian. I'm married to a Russian. Um, you know, did you ever think that you were going to be married to a Russian? Um, yeah, that's a good question. The short answer, no. Um, uh, I did think about you know marrying you know outside of the united states my mom being german sure. she wanted me to to marry a nice german girl um but no i, I didn't think about uh, you know i i went to russia when i was 18 for the first time so um it just kind of happened that way and uh um you know the joke that a lot of people hear is was your was your wife a mail order bride? And oh. I joke about that sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I married, I, you know, just ordered her online. online. <laughs> Picked by the check boxes and she showed up, right? <laughs> yeah. So, no, we, I did meet my wife in Russia. Uh, my wife's name is Oksana. And uh, we, we met in St. Petersburg in 2006. Um, huh. And then in 2009, we got married. But I never, never really thought about it that way sure. uh, until we met. Yeah. Sure. What about you? I would, I would say the same. Um, I grew up in rural Maine. Uh, I went to Russia the first time in 2009. And up to that point, I probably, it's hard to remember now, but I don't ever remember considering even dating someone from another country. Not that I didn't want to, but just to, it, the thought had never even crossed my mind growing up in, in rural Maine. Um, and then once I moved to Russia in 2013, I met my wife in 2014, also in St. Petersburg. Um, okay. And we got married in 2017. We lived most of our time in Russia, in Moscow, though. We met in St. Petersburg and actually see. moved together, not having been married, which uh, was kind of surprising. I'd never thought about moving with a girlfriend somewhere, <laughs> but uh -huh. it worked out for the best. Um, okay. But I think, yeah, going back to your initial question, um, Anytime someone asks me now, would you consider marrying someone from another country, Russia specifically? I'd say absolutely. I think there's a, there's a lot of good things about getting to know people from other cultures, but we'll get into that, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we have lots of uh, <laughs> questions about that. Um, the next question I want to ask was, uh, um, what were the major differences maybe that you, that you uh, recognized when um, starting to date a uh, a Russian girl. Sure. Well, I, I will preface all of this conversation with the fact that my wife speaks English, but we don't speak English together. So from mm -hmm. the beginning of our relationship, we spoke exclusively Russian. So I think I might have a slightly different take on this. So obviously yeah. what's different um, in, in a lot of cases, especially if you're in Russia, um, I think probably the thing that sticks out most to foreigners is that Russian women like for their boyfriend or husband to take the lead on most things. And that can be mm -hmm. as simple as ordering for her at a restaurant or making the decision where to go on vacation. It doesn't really matter, but let's just take, for example, going to a restaurant. I remember when we first met, I spoke Russian, 
but I didn't speak Russian that well. My wife seems to fondly remember how well I spoke Russian, but that definitely was not the case. Um, and I remember going to a restaurant the first time with her in the very beginning of our relationship, and she was obviously looking at me just like any other guy because we were speaking Russian. It wasn't, and of course there were differences, but I remember going to the restaurant, sitting down, and she asked me to order for her, and I was like, wait a second, you're asking me to order for you? Why don't you order for me? You're the one who speaks Russian. <laughs> Which she essentially made me, you know, order for both of us. And uh, I remember just thinking, this is so weird. Like, nobody else's girlfriend is doing this. Everybody else's girlfriend is ordering for them when they go to a restaurant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so that's just kind of one thing that I remember. But uh, differences, I mean, there are so many. I think it's hard to hard to just name them off. I would think, or I would say for me, the biggest difference that sort of was attractive was how interested Russian women were in talking about, um, I guess we could say, sort of manly topics. Um, I don't know about your experience, but dating girls in the United States, a lot of them just love to talk about music and TV, and I wasn't ever really into pop culture. And I mm -hmm. always found that I had very little to talk about with American women, especially after having been to Russia the first time. Um, yeah. And with Russian women, you can talk about art, you can talk about culture. I mean, my wife studied engineering, so she was into maybe a, a bit of, you know, some different topics that other women might not be interested in. But I remember just being able to talk about any, any topic. And Russian women mm -hmm. are incredibly sort of cultured and educated. And so, you know, they have something to say about just about anything, which again, I thought contrasted very starkly with um, American women, for example where usually the conversations revolve around pop culture, which was not terribly interesting to me. What about you? I see. Um, in that regard, I hadn't thought about it, actually. But now that you bring it up, um, you know, there are on multiple occasions, I'm thinking back to the Russians I know, um, you know, friends, acquaintances, um, the types of conversations that we have versus um, my friends back in the U.S. Well, I would say another um, big topic is like travel and world politics, world history. I mean, these kinds of, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how you would describe these topics, but um, kind of abstract maybe. I don't know. Well, something that, you know, kind of caught me off guard. I mean, it was just part of the culture where um, you can talk about these things because that was their that was Russian reality. So um, a 12 year old, um, you know, or a teenager growing up in Russia would have been to a, a ballet or sure. um, some kind of uh, cultural event, classical music, like, uh, I don't know, um, you know, they, they know who uh, Rachmaninoff is or something like that. So kind of, I guess the history and the culture play a lot into what type of topics you're going to talk about. Right, uh, right. Yeah. I just found that, that very interesting because, like you said, you got caught off guard. I, I've gotten caught off guard a number of times on sort of cultural topics or art. Um, in America, we're not usually, you know, we don't have very much exposure to these types of topics. And for us, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. you got to learn a whole new uh, sort of... Uh, Russians in general like to talk about these types of topics. So, you know, after spending five years in Russia... I got better at it, but still nowhere near Russian. Yeah, and when you when you're talking to uh, you know about different, well, I guess I should ex explain my my background. I started studying Russian 
before I met my wife. My wife, Oksana, also speaks English. So we speak, depending on our mood, we'll speak English. Uh, maybe if um, I'm tired, I'll speak English. She'll speak Russian. Sometimes, depending on the topic, if we're, if we're talking about Russian culture or something we did in Russia, then it would be Russian. Sure. If we're talking about our trip uh, to the U.S., visiting my parents or whatever, then we'll talk, talk about those things in English. So it kind of depends, but we have that flexibility. And my first experience was as a student, and then I went uh, as a missionary, and, and I learned the language, which gave me some background before I started dating my wife. So our, our conversation wasn't like... I wasn't asking questions about Russian culture. I already knew something about it. So, so um, I, I suppose that some people who don't know much about it would be kind of uh, could be um, sure. asking those types of questions during the whole you know first couple dates at least. Right, right, right. So, well, another topic that I found came up quite often was kind of like life dreams and aspirations. Like, what do you want to do? What you know. Russians are always very focused on, and I think this is a great character trait, to be honest, focused on trying to do something in the future, trying to set goals and this and that. And that was always talked about a lot when I was in Russia as well with my wife. Um, obviously, as we were trying to get to know each other, you know, she probably wanted to know, well, what is this guy doing? I mean, right now I know him. He's an English teacher in St. Petersburg. He's got no real job. He's on a tourist visa. This is maybe not something that's going to go for very long. I mean, what is the... so? I, Russian women are, I would say, of most foreigners, relatively suspicious in that regard, that they're going to ask a lot of kind of exploratory questions. But I think that's, uh -huh. that was part of the interesting sort of aspect of the beginning of the relationship. I don't know about your experience, but... Um, so I had known Oksana, f um, you know, we were friends before we, we started right. dating. So um, I had known her. The thing that brought us together was our, um, obviously, our church. Yeah. Uh, we're members of the same church and then also um, I speak German and she went to serve a mission in Germany and learn German as well so we had a, um, that commonality between us and then we kind of talked about uh, uh, traveling to Germany and um, and then I just proposed I said I'll come to Russia and uh, we can date if you give me a chance um, and so so I did, and she she said she had um, you know some some other foreigners uh, who who uh, were interested in her, in her but never <laughs> took the, the took initiative. the step. Well, I think yeah, this they, is this is you you actually touch on right now. I think one of the biggest differences between American women, and again, um, I'm sure this is probably mostly true for Western Europe as well is that Russian women will never, no matter how confident they are, will never to take the first step towards a relationship. I w yeah, I agree with that. It's, it's strange for a woman to uh, kind of uh, take the initiative and, and show the guy that she's interested. Right. Well, I guess that's, that's maybe the better way to put it, is that she will never be the first to show that she's interested. So, and, and I think this throws a lot of guys off who come to mm -hmm. Russia. Who they're thinking like, man, I, I think this girl likes me, but I mean, she's not giving me any sign. I don't know about your experience. Um, I obviously didn't date hundreds of girls in Russia, just a few. Um, and so it was one of those things where I just immediately kind of put that together that, you know, none of these girls are ever going to take, for, and it goes for everything. Like, 
you a Russian girl is never going to give you a kiss first. Mm-hmm. At least that was my experience. It was, it was always the guy had to take these first steps. Yeah, um, I would say that from my experience, Russian um, Russian girls are, um, I, I would say, a lot more traditional in that yeah. sense. Um, and it was interesting. I was having a conversation with um, a Russian um, a friend of mine, and she mentioned how her... Um, mother instilled in her kind of this uh, she kind of uh, I don't know exactly how to explain it but she she showed her that she needs to look nice be presentable so that she can get a guy right yeah and um, and I thought that was interesting because um, in my perspective maybe in the west it's not that way anymore it's like Right. Um, more, I I can be on my own if I want. Right. There's no, which, which is weird because Russian women are quite independent. Absolutely. But, I would say even more so than the American girls I know. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. But on, but on the other hand, they they like to have, um, you know, to, to have a man. Yeah. So. I don't know how to explain it, but that's my experience in in the difference between the U.S. girls and Russian girls. Sure, sure. I mean, there are so many differences. Yeah, but but I think you're right. Almost all of the differences kind of flow back into this more traditional mindset. To be honest with you, I've always told a lot of people that I think Russian women have the same sort of outlook on relationships as probably our grandparents had. Maybe even our parents, depending on... um, Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? Well, just the the female had her sort of role in the relationship and even in the developing phases of the relationship, and then the man had a different role. And they mm-hmm. kind of worked together towards everything rather than... Yeah. What I found in the United States, at least relatively recently, and again, I can't speak for anything in the last five to six years because I've been married, but um, there's a lot of competition in relationships. I mean, I have a number mm-hmm. of friends who, you know, it's almost like a competition who can earn more money. And I would hate having something like that in my relationship or in my marriage, right? This mm-hmm. feeling of, yeah. I have to compete with my husband or my wife. It would be just a strange dynamic, I think. So it, it's hard for me to to comment on that just because also I've been, I've been married for 11 years and... Um, I don't know what it's like anymore, but <laughs> from from a yeah from a, a second person's perspective, I would say that. So so if you look at um, the type of jobs that Russian women have, mm-hmm. um, they're they're independent. They can be leaders. There's no um, there's no there's no like equality. Um, argument as it is in the u.s i would say well you know what's interesting um, i read i read a report put out by grant thornton they're one of the, a big tax consultancy firm around the world they have offices everywhere including in russia and they put out a report a few years ago saying that russia actually had one of the highest percentages of board members who are female mm-hmm. of any developed yeah, country yeah i've heard that yeah but if you read in the Western media about feminism in Russia and women's rights, it, 
sometimes I see it and I'm like, what, what does this even mean? I mean, it's not even close to reality. It's like you can tell that these people never lived in Russia or never had any real Russian business experience. When I worked mm -hmm. in Russia, the director of our company was a female and many others yeah. as well. I mean, it's very common. I would say it's the minority cases when a, a Russian subordinate is intimidated by a, a female boss. Yeah. I think for the, in my experience, most people just, they don't care. They don't, they don't see, they don't take anything. Right. Think anything of it. Right. Right. Um, let's get back to, um, how you met your wife. Sure. Um, how you went, how you met Sonia. So you kind of, you mentioned that you never really thought about it growing up in the U S. So when you, what were the circumstances, um, when you did meet Sonia? So I was living in St. Petersburg. I was actually trying to start a tourism company with a very good friend of mine. I had been there probably three or four months when I met Sonia and we met online. Um, actually I found it very, very difficult when I moved to Russia, I had this idea in my head. And I think this actually was the most important sort of aspect of learning Russian. I wanted to find somebody to date who did not speak English very well or who was willing to speak Russian. Because as a foreigner, especially from an English speaking country, when you go to Russia, there will be so many girls that want to talk to you as a male. But you can never, at least I, I couldn't, I could never figure out if they wanted to actually like if they were interested in me or they were just interested in speaking to me because they could speak English with me. And I found that as a giant put off. And so when I moved to Russia and, you know, was starting to look for potentially someone to date, I said, it cannot be someone who wants to speak English because I thought, okay, one, I, I gotta, I gotta interrupt you there yeah. just, just for a second, because it's interesting. I had a, a different experience in 2005 um, and, and this is kind of goes exactly along the lines of this, the topic. Um, so in 2005, I was in the study abroad program in Moscow yeah. and I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to walk up to some girls. Um, so when I got to Moscow, I was surprised even in the winter, how well Russian girls are dressed. Of course. <laughs> I was like. This is strange. I mean, I would. I can only imagine I would what say, it was like in two thousand five. I mean, it's changed some today. That that's not. I would say. I would say that, um, like when you, when you think about your priorities, you, you think if you're from the U.S., you might think comfort, convenience, then you know how well it looks, and it of course it depends on who it is. But right. for the majority, I would say that comfort is not the top priority for Russian women. Um, right. they like to look good, so they will kind of, um, you know, bear some discomfort or, uh, in some cases pain in, in like high heels sure. or they'll just get used to it anyway. So that I was surprised by that. And so I would walk, I tried like two or three times. I, I saw a nice looking girl on campus. I would walk up to them to try to, uh, start a conversation yeah. and, and my Russian was terrible, but I remember, <laughs> I remember this one time I, I walked up to, to this girl in the cafeteria and I was trying to say like, can I sit down? And you know, the word Morzna, like, can yeah. I? And I was like motioning like, can I Morzna? And 
she just looked at me. I've never seen this look before. It was like, kind of like mixed between disgusted and you know, I I don't know you. Get out of here, type look. I I didn't have to understand Russian to know. <laughs> But what I'm trying to say, I, I tried that one more time, but I tried, uh, what I'm trying to say is at that time in 2005, it was difficult to walk up to a stranger, um, sure. you know, try to court a stranger. And in the U.S. you might, oh, this, you know, we met in this weird situation. I didn't know him. He walked up to me or whatever. In Russia, that didn't, that didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. Well, he, also, it was, also, I'd have to say, lots of Russian guys, I've just noticed this over the years in Russia, will come up and with that same gesture, Morsna, what they really mean is Morsna Poznakonitsa, which is like, yeah. can we get acquainted? So she probably <laughs> immediately thought that you were like coming over to try and pick her up because any of the Russian guys who are saying that, they're not saying it like a genuine, like, hey, I'm a nice guy, let's get a coffee. It's more like, yeah, yeah. let's go out and get drunk together. Morsna, Morsna Poznakonitsa. <laughs> yeah, I guess it could be more direct, but uh, that was one of the mistakes that, or misunderstandings that that I had. So, so in two thousand five, um, I did find it, you know, really odd that I couldn't walk up to somebody and even get a word in. Almost, although you know, to be fair, my Russian sucked at that point. But um, so go, going back to when you met uh, Sonia, you were looking for somebody who kind of saw you for you and not just an American. Right, right. And to be honest with you, again, I'm not sure what your experience was, but actually in St. Petersburg, it was very, very hard. I'm, okay. I'm literally not kidding. Like if you went to any of these kind of like get togethers for expats or for even Russians, but you would go there and as soon as someone found out you were an American, all of the, all of the girls in the group wanted to just talk to you. Yeah. But again, I could always sense that none of them really wanted to talk to Matt. They wanted to talk to the native English-speaking guy, right? Yeah. And so that, okay. that that really kind of put me off in the beginning, because so there's two there's two things that uh, you know our audience can take away is one you can be you know popular among the girls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But two two if you're looking for a you know lasting relationship, you might want to yeah um, you know be careful about that. Right. Right. Well, I would say. Um, now again, my sample size obviously isn't that big because very few foreigners speak Russian, but I can say with almost certainty, the more Russian you speak with a Russian girl, the better the relationship is going to be. I don't, I can't remember exactly who said it. There's a lot of conflicting information, but a lot of people think that Nelson Mandela said that if you speak to someone's, uh, if you speak in someone's native language, you speak to their heart. If you speak to someone in a second language, you speak to their brain. And so I think that's that's certainly true, yeah. And I and I think that is definitely true in Russia that if you really want to have a good relationship, it goes both ways too. Because I think at the end of the day, um, the other person needs to speak English if that's your native language, because obviously hearing um, your native language is different than hearing a second language. At least I know for me. Well, I would say that um, it like. It's hard to say in concrete situations, but many people, you know, expect the other person to to try to learn their language, right? right? Especially if you're in Russia, it makes sense that you're gonna start speaking Russian, right? Um, and you don't want to, you know, it's not a good thing to be 
dependent on a Russian girl. Right. Because they, they want to be dependent on exactly, you. Exactly. Exactly. So, that's kind of what I was so started the if, conversation if, with. If you go to, to Russia wanting to, um, you know, for, for your girlfriend to always help you, um, it's kind of a put off. Well, I was going to say, actually, those are the relationships that never work out in the end. Because even if, it, even if the Russian woman is, you know, happy to do that, culturally, that's not really acceptable. Mm-hmm. And it looks strange. Like if, if a couple goes to a restaurant in Russia, the guy is from another country, doesn't speak a word of Russian, but the girl, it, it's very weird for her to order food for their guy. I mean, that, that literally never happens. And of course, everybody gives it a pass. I mean, no one's going to judge you. But the woman definitely thinks that it's strange because culturally, that's not what happens in Russia. Mm-hmm. Now, there are exceptions to everything that of Matt course. and I are saying, of course, but this is our, you know, our experience, and I would, in general, agree with that, of course. However, uh, from 2005 to 2019, my whole experience of being in Russia, I would say nowadays it's more common um, to see you know, somebody, um, maybe the influence from the West, I don't know, but um, you know, maybe a... a the increase of young people knowing English sure. could be an, um, you know, a girl could, could, you know, sit down and, and order for herself, of course, especially if the, the, per, the other person is a foreigner. But in general, I still think that's true, what you're saying. Yeah. Now, again, I, I think this whole video, we're obviously generalizing based upon our own experience. And of course, there's, mm-hmm. there's exceptions to everything. Um, so um, go back to... You, um, where did where did you meet Sonia, and kind of how how long did it take to uh, you know propose, and when did you know like sure. that you wanted to marry? Sure. Her? So we met in April. We started dating in April of 2014, and um, I proposed two years later, I think. What was really important for me, and I don't know, I binged it actually to hear your experience. I remember when we first started dating and I told Sonia, I said, look, this relationship is going to be very different than any other relationship you've had because whether you like it or not, I'm from another country. At some point in our lives, we're going to live in another country, whether that's the United States, whether that's Czech Republic, whether that's Thailand, who knows, but it's just inevitable that it's going to happen at some point for some period of time. And I remember very distinctly, she's like, no. That is, she's like, you don't know what you're talking about. It's not that big of a deal, blah, 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 blah. And the whole time I remember just thinking like, it's going to, it's so hard to decide to marry this person without ever, her never seeing the United States, for example. So I remember we went to the United States um, in 2015, the end of 2015. We'd been together for about a year and a half. She thought it was really interesting. She'd never traveled anywhere. We traveled to Vietnam, to Thailand. Uh, to Germany, to Czech Republic, we traveled a lot. And uh, for me, the most important thing was understanding that this person is going to be able to move all around the world if if we need to or want to. Yeah. And so that, for me, I mean, I love spending time with Sonia. That's obviously number one. But almost just as important for me is a willingness to want to travel and to see the world. Because there's a lot of people who don't want to do that. Um, and I was in a relationship for a long time with someone who didn't want to move anywhere other than 
30 minutes away from their parents. And for me, I, that was a deal so, breaker. Yeah, so that's interesting because the majority of Russian um, girls who I know and have known, I would say they, they love traveling. Yes. Um, so to find, you know, the probability of finding a Russian girl who doesn't want to do that is, is quite low. Well, the, the only reason I was, I wouldn't say I was concerned, but I was, I was conscious of the fact that she had never really traveled. It's very easy for someone to say, oh, I'd love to travel. I'd love to live abroad, but have never been abroad. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, mm. yeah, but, but has, but at that time she hadn't traveled uh, because of financial yeah, just, uh, limitations then? I mean, she grew up in a town called Glazov, which is uh, about a thousand miles, maybe a little less, well, let's just say about a thousand miles east of Moscow. And there's no mm -hmm. airports nearby. I mean, you, you have to take like an overnight train to Moscow and then fly from there. And it was, mm -hmm. I mean, as she was growing up, her parents didn't have money to do that. Um, I see. She had gone to Bulgaria with her school. She was a standout singer in high school so she had been to bulgaria for a few weeks been all over russia and ukraine but again that none of those countries are really much different than russia if you objectively compare to yeah western yeah, europe I, or the united states okay so you you going back just a little bit you skipped over the part i think people would find interesting so you you found it hard as an expat in st petersburg to meet yeah. uh um, Russian women without this um, kind of oh he's you know he's a foreigner type of right. reaction. Uh, so so where did you meet her and like how did you get to the first date? So we act, we met online like I mentioned a few minutes ago. Um, like on a Russian site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, site? A, on a Russian site. I think it was on okay. Contacting, which is like the Russian social network. Okay. There was just like some group I remember posting in, and then I think she was. I don't remember exactly, but we just agreed to meet. We started chatting online. We talked online for probably a week or two, like every other day online. Like messages, yeah, like yeah, private yeah. messages. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. And then I was just like, we should meet up in person. And uh, I remember her saying immediately, like, I just got so out again, of a long relationship. you took the first step. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I just got out of a long relationship. I'm not interested in a relationship. And I was like, okay, whatever. But I mean, I don't want to sit here and just text message someone back and forth all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and and we met up i remember and we went to um what is the name of the church kazansky subwork in uh oh that's beautiful yeah i had actually never been there i'd walked past it literally hundreds of times uh -huh. i had never been right. inside across from uh the alley where uh uh the, yeah, yeah the spilled the uh, spilled but yeah churches spilled blood yeah, yeah that's a awesome place yeah and so we just went in there and i remember having we were having a conversation and again my russian wasn't that good but i remember her saying that her grandmother is is a very orthodox person but she is an atheist and i was i was like i couldn't really understand what she was talking about and I, and I, that's all i remember from that first date and then i remember that i had to go somewhere and meet the friend we were filming something for our business we were trying to start at the time and so i had to leave and it was, it was just kind of quick. Like we met up for two hours or something. And then a few days later, I said, let's meet up again. And then we went out to dinner. We went to this museum in St. Petersburg. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. The Erata Museo Erata. It's like this modern art museum on the, I don't even know how you say it in English. Uh, 
Oh, okay. No, I've never been there. That's actually really, really good. Like, world-class modern art. It's probably all Russian, but still, it was really cool. Um, and then after that, the third date, we went to this um, exotic car show that was going on near where I was living in St. Petersburg, which was also kind of cool. Um, uh-huh. And then after the third date, we met up like the next day, and that's when we decided to like, be in a relationship. Okay, so it went fairly. Would you say that that's any different than the U.S.? No, no, I would say I would say it's not really that much different. Uh-huh. Again, okay. I think the most important part, though, is to understand that you have to be the one who's pushing things forward each time. I mean, Sonia, she didn't plan any of those dates. I mean, it was it was all okay. on me. She was just like, "I'm free. Even, tell me what even we're though doing. you were you were the foreigner, you yeah, were exactly. the new person in the city, she still expected initiative yeah. from your side." Yeah. Yeah, I I would agree with that as far as you know my experience. She was like, I'm um, I'm happy to meet up. Let's do it anytime. This is the times I'm free, but you just pick what we're doing, where we're going. Yeah. Okay. But obviously it evolves. I mean, she doesn't do that now. She's like, I want to go and have sushi, or I want to go and have pizza. It's not like Matt. You pick where we're going anymore. But what, yeah, once they <laughs> once they have a ring, then they can start deciding. Exactly. Uh. Um, okay, so just to contrast with um, with your experience, um, I met my wife, um, let's see, in 2006. Um, I was a missionary, and um, we just became friends. We were in the same... So as a missionary, you kind of go around um, from area to area. Yeah. I, was in, I was in Pskov, then I was in the city, St. Petersburg. Then I was in Kaliningrad, and then I was in Vyberg. Yeah. Um, so it was the second area I went to um, uh, St. Petersburg, and uh, I would see her like every Sunday at the Sunday meeting, right? Um, and then she she got her mission call to Germany, and that's when we kind of, oh, we have something in common. Right. But um, still, I... Um, I never wanted a long distance relationship or anything oh, like that. So, so I just, um, you know, until I finished my mission, it was not even a thought in my head that I'd go back to the U.S. I'd continue, you know, studying at university. Um, and then while I was at university, it was then when we started chatting and, sure. and uh, I asked her about her experience in Germany. And I, um, we said it would be great to, I made a comment like, uh, and we, I don't know if we're speaking English or Russian that I think for the majority of our, um, let's see, probably the first from 2006 to 2010 until we moved to the U.S., we spoke uh, Russian. Um, So I, I said something like, I would like to go to Germany. And she said, uh, or no, she was planning a trip to go to Germany, and I said, and she said, "Do you want to come?" And I was like, "Hmm, maybe that's a sign." So <laughs> I, we started talking more. I kind of saw her as a, as you know, potential girlfriend, and then, and then we, um, uh, the more we talked, the more I understood that this is uh, the type of girl that I would like right, to, right. to be with. So. So I, I made the jump to go to Moscow. I didn't want to go back to Russia in the winter specifically, but that's just kind of how it happened. She got a job in Moscow. I got an English teaching job in Moscow. 
and we spent um, we spent from end of December to April yeah. um, together, and we got married in in April. Oh, so, nice! I didn't know uh, that. Actually. We we got yeah we we knew each other for uh, three years, but right. we were actively dating for four four months together, like in the same you know country right. <laughs> city, uh, and then. Um, yeah, I, I think like a lot of uh, Russian, I don't know how it is now. I mean, at that time in 2009, I would say a lot of Russian girls, you know, liked the idea of, of being married and uh, sure. starting a family. I think a lot, a lot do still Absolutely. more than especially Americans. If leave, especially if you leave Moscow and St. Petersburg. Uh-huh. I would still say the average girl is very much focused on getting married and having a family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I have met one thing that was important to me. I, I wanted to have kids at one point. And I have met some um, some Russians, very few uh, Russian girls that s- uh, straight out said, I don't want to have kids. Well, you know what's interesting? They have this movement in Russia and it's called in Russian child free. Have you ever heard of this? No. Like the only word they have for it in Russian is child free. You hear like someone say like, child free. It means they don't want to really? have obviously okay. don't want to have any kids, but that's what you can Google it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I hadn't heard about that, but I, I have um, you know, met some people who, who straight out said, No, no kids for me and that was kind of that was a big uh, you know, deal breaker for me when, when I was thinking about right. uh, would have been for me too. Yeah. But um, uh, okay, so so our kind of you met um, the the ways that we met our our both of our wives was uh, slightly different. Uh, what I wanted to compare now is how you mentioned that Sonia doesn't speak much English even now. Right. Um, Oksana does speak English. Uh, she she learned quite well, like quite fast, and then we lived in the U.S. Um, so how how did it was it impressive to Sonia that you spoke Russian um, or was it just kind of normal um, and then did you ever have a discussion about which language you're going to sure speak? sure so I would say the most attractive thing about Sonia on the first date was that she talked to me in Russian like I was a Russian she mm-hmm. probably didn't think anything of this but to me, there, like there was no wow factor, like oh, oh, a foreigner who speaks Russian. I mean, sometimes she didn't slow her speech. Yeah, to... <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I said that if girls are speaking English to you, then you're going to be more attractive to them. That's one thing. But there's also another subset of girls who are really attractive to guys who speak Russian well. And mm-hmm. I found that both of those groups are kind of similar. And then you have just normal Russian girls who react to you almost as if you're a Russian. Yeah. And I found that group to be much, much better in terms of being able to read what they were thinking and understanding, um, you know, where their intentions lie. Um, yeah. So, like, Sonia, for example, like I said, she spoke to me as if I was a Russian and, you know, no special treatment. And to be honest with you, it was really hard in the beginning. I remember... Um, I think it was our first or second date. We were sitting at this one coffee shop and she was just talking like the entire date. 
And I was just like, yeah, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. <laughs> like only understanding 60% of what she's saying. Um, uh-huh. That's at least how I remember it. She still, we've talked about this recently, and she says, I remember it. You understood almost everything that I said in the beginning. It's like, okay, I don't know how you knew that, but... <laughs> Emotionally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, I mean, she doesn't speak English with me. She knows English. She's gone to some English classes here in the U.S. for almost a year. The problem, actually, is that once you start a relationship in one language, it's very hard to change it, especially after yes. a couple of months or even years. I mean, we lived in Russia together for it almost five years. It feel weird speaking the other language. Yeah. I mean, it absolutely feels weird for me to speak English to her, and it definitely feels weird for her to speak English to me. So we just don't okay. do it. Yeah. Um. I don't, I know a lot of people who, um, you know, date Russian women and they only speak English or I, or I have acquaintances who the, the, uh, wife is Russian and the husband is a foreigner and they don't, and he doesn't speak Russian. And, um, so they speak English like broken, well, not broken. I mean, good enough English, right. obviously. And I, I know some, um, foreigners who live in russia and they have that's that's their life right they speak english yeah. uh so to both of them it's a non-native language right. i always thought that was kind of that would be strange right i could i can't um, imagine that i honestly i cannot even imagine living in russia and not being able to at least basically communicate yeah i mean can you imagine going to the store and not being able to read what you're buying I mean, literally, no labels are in English in Russia. I think I think files. that's what I think that's what um, you know makes maybe your and my um, experience in Russia so rich, and as opposed to just visitors. Right. I was on um, I was on a train, the Trans Siberian Railway, mm-hmm. uh, last in November two thousand nineteen, and I remember just. I knew this, but I didn't really feel the difference. So a German guy was on the train, a couple compartments down, yeah. and he was like, um, he was asking me something about Russian, and I speak German too, so we kind of went in and out of English and German. But I, I, I explained, I gave him like a five-minute lesson on on Russian culture and yeah. why they do the things they do, and he's like, he looks at me, he's like, that makes way more sense now. And I was like, if you don't know basic Russian or kind of, you know, culture, the culture right. or history, then you're missing a lot. Exactly. So, so if you're if you're going to Russia, if you're going, especially if you have a Russian uh, girlfriend, you're going to visit. Or um, I know when we do visas, uh, a lot of people want to go and visit a, uh, you know, girlfriend or somebody they've been talking to, and and they're getting more serious. So. It's important to take the time to exactly. To so I think go through those things. So I think with that we should try to wrap it up here and and I mean think about what what would we advise if if you're dating a Russian female or thinking about getting married. What do you think is the most important? And then I'll share my. So I think we already covered a lot as far as um, you know taking initiative, uh, taking the first step, yeah. um, even though. Oddly enough, the first step sometimes um, could be very awkward yeah. trying to get to know a Russian yeah. uh, girl. So it does have a lot to do with um, 
you can't always just walk up to somebody and and you know expect them to to um you know you can't just pick up a girl in Russia like you do in the US right especially one that you want to um you know have a have a relationship with yeah exactly again i um i would say maybe it has slight it has changed slightly just sure. from 2009 right. but i think in general that's still true where you have to be careful of of where you're meeting these people and um under the, which circumstances and so that's probably the most important thing kind of recognize that it's slightly different you need you need to right just be yourself but but take initiative even if you don't speak right much russian well i would i would maybe even add to that i think there's this misconception that um russian women want to leave russia and it's very easy to go to russia and pick up an unbelievably beautiful girl i think what western people don't understand when they come and think about russia in this perspective is that in russia well one there's a gender imbalance so that affects it but and we can talk about that in another video. But more important is that status in Russia is viewed very differently than in the U.S., I think. So if you go to Russia and you think you're going to get the most beautiful girl, you might be able to have conversations with her and maybe go on a few dates. But at the end of the day, if the girl's, let's say, come way out of your league, right, it's, it's very, very hard to have a relationship with that kind of girl. I would honestly mm -hmm. even advise people to that you can't even you shouldn't try to get a girl that's significantly more attractive to you that you couldn't get in the United States. Mm -hmm. Because I think standard like biology still holds true. I mean, if you have a lot of money, then maybe it works. But I think there's this misconception that you can just go to Russia and pick up any really beautiful girl, and I think that that's not right. But I could, you know, what are your thoughts? Um. That's interesting. I mean, you can do it, and I've seen it done. If for a relationship, they want something, not for a relationship. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. If they want something else, right? So, for example, I know some people who have uh, gotten married to get to the U.S. or to get to exactly. other other countries. So, if you're looking for a lasting relationship, you do need to, um, you know, take those those words um, to heart. But um, in general. Um, like it's very easy to start talking to Russian women, even if they're incredibly beautiful, right? The problem, though, is that an incredibly beautiful girl in any country of the world has more options. If that makes sense. Yes. I mean, this is like yes. It's like so. It's no different than trying to date the same girl in the United States. It may have this illusion yeah. that, oh, you know, she's way more interested in me in Russia than she is in the U.S., but it's just an illusion, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I just see that, that a lot of foreigners make that mistake. They think they can go to Russia and then find the most beautiful girl and bring her back to the United States and everything's going to be great. Of course, maybe there's, you know, there's exceptions that that works out. But I think in general, having a much more realistic outlook on you know, what you're doing will, yeah. will have much better results. Yeah, I, I would agree with that in general. And also, I guess, to to kind of give people some advice who who may already have a russian girlfriend or um they're thinking of going to russia uh just from my experience where you know my personal experience and also um 
we do visas all the time. So, um, you know, when customers call, let's Russia or, or they write in, um, and we're getting into details like personal details. Uh, we, we process their application, we have their passports and we send it, we, you know, take it to the, to the consulate and we get their visa and, you know, in chatting with customers, they tell us why they're going, right? Why they're getting a tourist visa, why they're getting a private visa. And, um, it's not uncommon that people are, are going to, to meet somebody. Um, but, uh, there were, there have been instances where it was quite clear to me that, uh, the girl just, just in the conversation with the person and it's mostly girls, it's not, um, I, I mean, it's mostly guys going to Russia right. uh, to meet a girl. Um, sometimes I, I have had situations where it's the you know a girl going to uh, Russia as well to meet a guy. But in general, um, you got to be careful about sending money. And, Absolutely, uh, this is definitely a topic for another video. We have to get so, into it. Yeah, just just uh, you know, piece of advice: if you're dating a Russian woman uh, long distance. Um, and she's asking for for money and things, uh, presents and things like that. Then I would be weary yeah. because Russia again, Russian women are independent. They're proud of themselves, and um, typically they don't need. Uh, they want your support in in a rela real relationship, but they don't need right. it unless they're looking for something else. One thing I would say about. Uh, the the presence, and then we'll we'll wrap it up here. Is that a lot of girls in Russia like to test guys and say, "I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that." And I would actually say, based on my experience, that when you do that, it's a it's a worse result than not giving her what she asks for. Uh -huh. Like if you buy her all the presents that she's telling you, buy me this, buy me that, buy me this, buy me that, it actually it doesn't help the relationship. It only hurts the relationship. And that if you don't buy all of those gifts, that you'll be in a better position and she'll appreciate you more for sort of standing up for yourself, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had, well, I was, we were both kind of poor when we were dating, so. Well, we were too. <laughs> luckily, <laughs> luckily, yeah. And, and that's, a good, that's a good point as well. Like, um, you know, if, if you're poor and the girl likes you, then that's probably a, you got a it. good sign. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> But anyway, we hope you guys enjoyed what we talked about today. Um, and I'm sure that we'll, we'll make some more videos about Russian women, but stay tuned to an expat's Russia for more about what it's like to live in Russia as an expat. And if you, if you've had, uh, experiences dating Russian women, yeah, um, let us know in the comments, married to a Russian woman, what was your experience and did it uh, differ from, from ours? So see you in the next video. If you enjoyed the video, like, comment, and subscribe for more. This was an Expats Russia.